This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Shaquille O'Neal is the new face of Papa John's. The pizza chain has added the NBA Hall of Famer to its board of directors. He'll also be investing in nine of their locations in the Atlanta area. His three-year deal includes $8 million in cash and stock options. Earlier this month, the company reached a settlement with former chairman and founder John Schnatter, who resigned last July after his use of the N-word in a conference call and his blaming the NFL that player protests against police violence for a drop in sales led to an even further slump. The company has acknowledged it needs more diversity in its leadership, so can Shaq save the Papa John's brand? Stephanie Creary, assistant professor in the management department here at the Wharton School, joins me in studio. Also with us, joining us uh, from South Bend, Indiana, Joe Holt, associate teaching professor in the management department at the University of Notre Dame's Mendoza College of Business. And on the line with us as well, Hank Boyd, clinical professor in the marketing department at the University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Stephanie, great to have you with us. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me back. Joe, great to have you with us today. Thank you, sir. Great to be with you. Thank you, Hank. Great to have you back as well. Great to be back as well. All right. So I guess, Hank, uh, let's start with the marketing side of this. Obviously, there's a variety of, of diversity issues I want to get. But when you think about this strictly from the business side, this would seemingly be a pretty good uh, slam dunk, I guess would be the right term to use with Shaq <laughs> around, but a pretty good slam dunk for Papa John's. I agree. It's a game changer. So you say to yourself, we need a pitchman. We need someone now associated with the brand that's going to bring something positive. And when you think of Shaq, I think of the gentle giant. Here's a guy that over the years he's built this wonderful persona of kind of an avuncular figure. He has definitely one of the storied careers in the NBA. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all times. He's in the Pantheon. And now that he's become a pitchman and sort of the king of endorsements, what we now find is that he can bring something that Papa John's desperately needs to say that we made a mistake. We were not inclusive. We now recognize this, and we're, we're taking a new turn. We're going in a new direction. So, Stephanie, switching over to the, to the diversity side and boards of directors, obviously there's been a lot of conversation about this recently. California making the changes that it is going to make regards to male and females on boards of directors, but this moves specifically by Papa John's. How do you rate it? Yeah, so I think it's a fascinating one. Actually, just this morning, um, my colleagues and I uh, published an article in Harvard Business Review where we talk about these very moves, the moves to diversify boards by including more underrepresented minorities and women. And what our focus of our article is on is how we can get beyond just talking about board structure, which would be um, increasing diversity by um, populating it more with these groups, to a conversation about board culture. So I think right. while it's great that Shaq is now on this board, the true test of, of his effectiveness will be whether his perspective is going to be elicited, valued, and integrated into the work that they do. Joe, your thoughts? Um, I, I would agree with that, and I think that um, they might be getting more than they bargained for with Shaq because he's already said that they need to diversify their leadership team, not only their board, so he clearly doesn't want to be you know, a token uh, minority on the board. And he, I believe it's the first African-American ever on the Papa John's yeah, board. Yeah, that so. is correct. That says uh, something. Uh, so to me, uh, you know, I give him about a B minus on the move. I, um, I, I agree with Hank that, you know, he brings something positive to it. Does he bring the thing that's most needed given the, the culture problems um, that they have? Um, I don't know that he, he's a charming guy. He's certainly never been involved in any scandals. He's a great athlete. 
uh, does he have any track record for working on um, diversity, inclusion, social justice type issues? Um, you know, Seth Curry, for instance, runs uh, on gender diversity, runs a basketball camp for, for girls. Uh, LeBron James opened the I Promise School in Akron to work on that. I, I, don't, I might have missed it, but I don't know if Shaq's been involved in anything like that. But I, I guess, Joe, I, I would think then in response to that, the fact that Shaquille has been a business owner in a variety of different restaurant Mm-hmm. Uh, restaurant ventures uh, on, on all kinds of different spectrums of of the food industry. I mm-hmm. would think that 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 those are probably topics that obviously he has thought about in the course of yeah. uh, of his ownership of these businesses. I, I'm sure that he has. Um, I, I haven't, you know, the articles I've read so far. I don't hear him talking about that. Okay. Step so much. So I think the interesting piece about Shaquille is who his audience is. He his Mm. image, the work that he's done has has largely been rooted in urban communities. So I think his appointment to the board largely affects the ability to transition to a conversation that is about the things that Joe's saying. So if Shaquille is somebody who values this conversation, can keep it alive, then I think the opportunity to recruit more board members and more people to the Mm -hmm. leadership team of Papa John's who can actually take it the next mile is what we're really facing right now. So Hank, how does that all also, uh, inter, uh, interplay with the pitchman side of Shaquille O'Neal and what Papa John's would like to see him do as kind of the face of the brand moving forward. Well, as a pitchman, one of the things he embodies over the years is this fun. Fun is part of his persona. Mm-hmm. And so pizza should be something where you think it's good times and we're going to get together. Papa John's stock was starting to tank. It's starting to go down. And they were saying, look, we've got to right the ship. We've got to correct this. Having him come on board can be that inflection point where you say, we've turned it around, he stepped forward, and people once again saying, hey, they're trying, they're making steps, they're making strides, and this is a good thing. To Joe's point, I like the fact that Shaq is saying, look, I'm just not simply going to have a seat on the board. I want to see some changes here. And that is Mm -hmm. consistent with a good friend of mine, John Rogers at Aerial Capital Management. And he was recently added to the board of Nike. He's been for years telling African-Americans that if you should get a seat on a major board at a company, you can't just simply sit there. You've got to be vocal. You've got to speak up and say, where can we be more inclusive? If we look at our suppliers for Papa John's, I'm sure Shaq will talk about it. Can you show me some diversity? Can you show me persons of color where we are making impacts in those communities? Going to Stephanie's point, supporting the community at large, especially in the urban areas. Stephanie? Yeah, so I think this is a great point that Hank is making. In the article that we just published this morning, one of the final pieces that we talk about is how much of a struggle it has been for anyone on a board, including those who come from underrepresented minority racial backgrounds, to bring up the topic of diversity on the board. So the fact that Shaq is bringing it up now and it's something that's a conversation point is a huge step in the right direction. Well, let me ask you this then. When California makes the decision that it made recently Mm -hmm. to focus on the the composition of a board of directors, male and female, Mm -hmm. did they also, to a degree, maybe miss the boat a little bit in the fact that that they really didn't tackle the diversity issue as well? Yes, they're certainly not tackling this board culture issue, which is what the point of our article is. Um, So many of the people on the board, and including one woman who we uh, don't mention by name, but we give a quote that she talks about how hard it is for her to feel like she's always a token when they're looking for a woman to put on a board, and how she has turned down board appointments because the board can't talk about her skills and expertise. And that's what I like about this 
Shaq situation is Shaq is actually self-advocating saying he's taking the attention away from his image as an NBA player and talking about all the restaurants that he's owned and invested in since he's been a player. So I think it's that piece that's been missing from the conversation is putting skills and expertise front and center in addition to demographics. Joey, it has felt a little bit like when the, the discussion around a diversity, a diverse board of directors has come about, that really the conversation has focused, I think, a lot, maybe even more so, on the male-female side of it than the cultural right. side. Yeah, I think they need to tackle the whole thing. We just make you know better decisions when we have diverse experiences, perspectives represented. I, I think that's fairly clearly established. So the, the sooner they act on all of that, the better off we'll all will all be. So, uh, Hank, then we, Shaquille O'Neal, as obviously, as I mentioned before, has become a, a very uh, important businessman, especially in the Atlanta area, with some of the, the elements that uh, he has been involved with, uh, businesses that he's been involved with over the last few years. It almost made me think to the role that Magic Johnson has taken on uh, mm. over the last decade or so since he has retired and all of the businesses that he is invo- involved with and now being involved with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Is there a little bit of a correlation there between the importance of, of those two off the field? I think so. And what's intriguing is if you look at Shaq's career, when he stepped out of LSU and he's getting ready to go into the pros, and who is his mentor but Magic Johnson? So in those, that transition period of going out of college into the pros, there was Magic, and I think he is following in Magic's footsteps to say, okay, I've had this tremendous career as a professional athlete. But I can do so much more. I don't have to just lock myself into saying, well, I'm done. I put up my shoes and no more. Now, at this point, he's looking at a world where he's saying, I can own businesses, I can build companies, and I can make a difference in the community. Another thing that's fascinating about Shaq is that he went back and made sure, because he made a promise to his mom, to finish his studies. He got his B.A. degree Mm -hmm. in general studies at LSU. Then he said, hey, if I can get my undergrad degree, why not keep going forward? He got his MBA from the University of Phoenix. And then, of course, he went on to get his doctorate of education from Barry University. So it's a wonderful example for the community saying you can be more than just simply an athlete. You can expand out. I was also struck by the fact that if you look at Shaq's growth or development, very much like Magic, also reminds me of George Foreman. George Foreman was in boxing. He was known, just like Shaq, as a strong, physical sort of guy, and yet in his second life, he's gone on to become a wonderful pitch man. So you think of the Foreman Grills, and he's done it through this friendly, warm persona where people can relate to, hey, this is, he's a really cool guy. He's another gentle giant. I would think, though, Stephanie, also there's an element of what he has done on the, on the court as a basketball superstar and the leadership that he has brought that I think Papa John's can benefit from, especially having gone through all of this turmoil over the last couple of years. Oh, certainly. I mean, his his leadership skills on the court are transferable to his ability to be a successful businessman and what I predict will be his ability to be a successful board member as well. It goes without saying that he does have the skills and expertise to do well in this role. I think the test is, is once he gets onto the board, will this be a conversation that only Shaq is championing, which means that it will Mm -hmm. die? Or will he then incite using his leadership skills that he's cultivated? from all of his, his experiences to be able to engender more motivation from other board members to, to take on the issues of diversity on the board and in the leadership pipeline as well. Joe, your thoughts? 
Um, first of all, I didn't know everything that Hank said about Shaq's further studies, and I'm, I'm impressed with that. So his uh, his friend Charles Barkley famously said that he didn't want to be a role model. Apparently, uh, Shaq seems to have taken a different different tack on that. Uh, completely agree with uh, Stephanie about the on court skills. I mean, you don't you don't win four championships without uh, leadership and focus and, and discipline. Uh, so he can bring that. And as I said, he's already saying you need to diversify the leadership team um, and so forth. So I, I like that. Um, I love that Hank brought up John Rogers because John Rogers took a very public and potentially costly stance for racial um, injustice. In and, you know, he's the founder, CEO of a, an investment firm with like more than $12 billion um, in assets. I guess I would have been more impressed had Papa John's um, you know, retained Shaq as a pitch man and appointed John Rogers to the board. <laughs> Just because, uh, you know, in terms of what John brings in terms of business sophistication and having taken a, a public courageous stance on those issues, that that would be a great um, one, too. But I, I, I guess, Joe, it's going to be interesting to see how this board develops over right. the next several years. And as you all have kind of alluded to, I think it's also going to be the reaction of the other board members to having Shaq as part of right. their of their community of trying to build up the brand and 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 really make some I think at times social statements about where Papa John's wants to go, Joe. That's a fantastic point, and it gets to the important distinction I think between diversity and inclusion, because you know diversity is like having the right numbers uh, there in terms of gender and, and race and so forth, but inclusion is gets to the question of do they belong, do, do they feel at home, um, you know, are, are they respected and listened to and integrated into it or just kind of a uh, token there. So we, we'll see whether they can do both of those things, diversity and inclusion. So I want to come back to this point around is Shaq the right person given his background. Um, I will tell mm -hmm. you that we found in our research that board members talked about the need to expand the definition of diversity. So social <laughs> diversity are, are things like attributes uh, such as race and gender and nationality and age. Then there's professional diversity. Most of mm -hmm. most boards uh, most board directors are former CEOs or current CEOs or CFOs. So the reality that we're taking a retired basketball player who has cultivated expertise and a wealth of education on the topic and putting him on the board would be the right move by many board directors' standards because it's the professional diversity plus the social diversity <laughs> that helps bring this diversity of thought, which, as Joe points out, is then important to elicit and integrate into the board's work if it's actually going to make any difference at all. Joe? That's a fantastic point. Um, really, and you know, and this will be a great test case of uh, of whether that happens. Um, I also think, though, that um, you know, I think the addition of uh, Shaq was a great move on the part of Papa John's, but I think they've also got a subtraction problem because you know they, they've had a reputation for a somewhat toxic culture um, in in terms of uh, sexually offensive language and, and behavior on part of uh, Mr. Schnatter. And uh, and others and the uh, current CEO Steve Ritchie was you know he's been running operations I think since 2014 and uh, I was reading an article by Forbes the other day saying that you know he, he was present when um, sexually inappropriate offensive things were said and just kind of laughed along with it uh, so if you want to send a message that we're really changing things around here. And Shaq has said that Papa John's is changing its culture, and, and I hope that, that ought, they are. But if you've got, 
you know, the CEO is, is somebody who's seen as part and parcel of the old culture. Is, is that something that you can do? That, that they also need to make a move there? You know, when Schnatter has stepped down and Tim O'Hearn, who was one of Schnatter's uh, buddies, has stepped down. But, but um, do they need more subtraction is, to me, also another question to ask. Hank, your thoughts? Well, it's kind of intriguing. Uh, Shaq has gone on the record famously saying that he doesn't do politics. But it sounds like, based on our conversation, one of the things that will have to happen here if we're going to have this favorable outcome is that he will have the skills of a politician to cajole and persuade and get people to say, look, you've got to get on board with this. When folks go to buy a pizza, the board ought to look like the rest of our consumer base out here. Right. And that's really what's going to happen for many, many companies out there. For years, they've gotten away with saying, well, the board can replicate itself and it can keep looking the same, which we tend to think of our default setting as white male. But that's not going to work going further into the 21st century. And now there's greater accountability, I think, maybe to the wonders of technology. We can all jump on the Internet and we can look at a board and say, what is the makeup of this board? What are their experiences? And do they look like me? And when it's not, then that could be problematic for any firm trying to do business going forward. How much, Hank, do you do you believe that all that occurred with Papa John's and, and Mr. Schnatter over the last couple of years, how long does that stay in the mind of the consumer, even with Shaquille O'Neal now on the board and going to be you know part owner in nine uh, Papa John's franchises in the Atlanta area? It could take a pretty good span of time. There can be these lingering effects that can last for years. So it's not like it's going to happen overnight. But you've got to make these steps now. So I, I think about what evolved one of the competitors, Domino's. Many moons ago, Domino's had a new CEO come on board, and he said, you know what, I've talked to our consumers, and they're not exactly keen on our product, but we're going to turn it around. We're going to use better ingredients. We're going to show more uh, in terms of the process to make sure we come up with something that feels like this is a solid, wonderful pizza. And they did it. So now when yeah. you talk to younger folks now, they go, Domino's is great. But if you talk to people a little bit older, they remember, oh, well, back in the day it was kind of rocky, and you were never really sure if you wanted to go with that particular brand of pizza. But they were able to do it. It just takes time. The, the interesting thing about this story, Stephanie, in, in hearing an interview that Shaq did about this, is that I guess his original intent in approaching the people at Papa John's was to become an investor, to be you know, to be part owner in, in some of these franchises in the Atlanta area. And then I guess the, the conversation about becoming part of the board of directors evolved after the fact. So it makes you wonder if this was something that also was a piece that was obviously thought about by the new ownership, uh, the new CEO, Starboard Value uh, is, is one of the big investors, and whether they realized that this was a good opportunity for them to be able to change the mixture of their board, but also to be able to, to to look at their future down the road as a company. Yeah, let's be real. Papa John's is excited right now. I mean, sure. they have Shaquille O'Neal as somebody who's willing to jump into the fire with them, yeah. not only investing in these stores in a heavily urban area in Atlanta, which is the target base or the customer base of the, of the group of people who they've largely offended. And so they've said to him, hey, yes, we would love if you want to be on our board. So they're taking this and they're running with it. Um, and I think what's great about it is Shaq is really um, he's really understanding what his role is as somebody who is the only African-American person on this board ever. Um, yeah. Somebody who cares passionately about communities, cares passionately about issues around race. Um, they've got their work cut out for them. And certainly, I think to the point that Joe was making, this is just the beginning. I see um, you know, people who are in uh, organizations who talk about diversity, who lead diversity 
diversity initiatives, whether that's a chief diversity officer or the CEO, they always use this word called journey that some of us giggle at. And when they talk about how where how far they've come on their journey right. towards being more diverse and inclusive, this is just the beginning for Papa John's. What I'm hoping is that years from now, they'll still be able to claim this incident as being a catalyst for the yeah. work that they've done. Because I think to the point of what our consumers going to remember, they're going to remember if Papa John's tries to sweep this under the rug. You know, Hank, the other aspect to this that I wanted to touch on is also the fact that that Shaq as as a brand is obviously such a, a large entity, just like he is as a person. And so part of this deal is him signing a contract to be the face of Papa John's for the next three years. So even in all of this potential change of, uh, of culture and diversity on the board of directors, he still is making a business deal here. He is making a business decision to be a part of Papa John's. Absolutely. I mean, he's run the numbers and he's thought it through saying, yes, there is some potential risk here, but the rewards are substantial. Another thing he brings to the table, and the more you say, well, he's the king of like endorses of products and all these different uh, companies over the years when we think of Gold Bond and we think of Icy Hot and we think of Pepsi. But Shaq has gone on record saying, look, I have to have experience with the product. I have to try it. If I don't like the product, I won't do it. So he's already saying, I've tried Papa John's product, the pizzas. I like these pizzas, so all we can do now is to help, is to get on board, to find a way to say, hey, let's change the face of this company, let's bring back some of the fun, the excitement, and we can have this positive outcome. But but Shaq can't do that all by himself. This ends up at, at the base level, Hank, being a product issue. And if Papa John's doesn't have the right product, and obviously they are in a constant fight with Domino's and other pizza change, chains, if they don't have the right product, Shaq's ability to, to bring the consumer over may not have as much of an impact as a lot of people would like to see. That's true. If the product doesn't pass muster, there's a certain threshold. If it doesn't cross that threshold, then ball game over. But I do believe that if you do a survey of various pizzas out there, most people say the product is a good product. Why they've turned away, in some senses, I think, is that negativity that was hanging over the company, to Joe's point about the culture that was there. And you've got to show to the audience out there, in this case, the American audience, that we're making real changes. We hear you. We're changing the leadership. Our product is intact, and going forward, now you can associate it with this positive guy, and that would be Shaq. How much do you think, Stephanie, that that this type of a move will actually start to move the needle with other boards of directors, other companies, thinking about this issue of cultural diversity? I think it certainly is a strong example. When we talk about moving the needle in diversity and inclusion, we always talk about it starting at the top. This is the top most part of an organization yeah. you can get. The yeah. CEO, Steve Ritchie's on board. We've got a prominent board member saying, I'm on board. There are no better... Uh, there's a no better recipe for the beginning of a success story than is this one here. So I think everybody is going to be watching because there are certainly people like John Rogers who are on all these corporate boards and that hasn't changed anything. So we know this story. We've seen this story. I think to the extent that they're able to make some success and we're able to see Shaq as being successful, then that's what other boards will start to emulate. Joe, your thoughts? I guess in terms of the um, journey that Stephanie has uh, spoken about so so eloquently, I I hope it goes well. I have a couple of questions about it. One is the question of authenticity. You know, putting on my ethics hat, when companies make big moves, I always try to determine are they doing that because they really want to do it or are they doing that because they feel they have to do it? 
Um, you know, when Google filed James Damore after his sexist memo, when, when the media platforms kicked Alex Jones um, off and, and all of that, um, is that something they want to do or is that something they feel that they um, have to do? And, and I don't know. My best guess would be that they feel they, they have to do this. Um, you know, it's better to do it for that reason than not at all. But but, but I'd uh, be more confident about the journey if I felt they were doing it because they really genuinely um, believed and cared about it um, that way. The other question I have, again, is do, do they have the right leadership with um, with Mr. Ritchie, given his connection with this past culture? I'm reminded after um, the Deepwater Horizon a tragedy. BP created the new Global Office of Safety and Operational Risk, and the person they put in charge of that, Mark Bly, um, had been in charge of safety and operation risk previous to Deepwater Horizon. So, right. uh, you know, if you want to send the rank and file a message that big changes are coming and we're really going to transform the culture, uh, you don't want to put the same person in charge uh, who was in charge when you had trouble. Thank you all for your time today. Uh, Hank, great to have you with us. Joe as well. Stephanie, great seeing you. Thank Thank you all. Great to have you with us. Stephanie Stephanie Curry here at the Wharton School. Joe Holt at the University of Notre Dame. Hank Boyd at the uh, University of Maryland. And again, thanks to our friends at the University of Notre Dame for allowing us to use uh, their ISDN line at their broadcast center to bring us the comments from Joe Holt. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.